right, everyone, welcome into episode 11 of Without a Mic. We've got Roger Baugh and Spencer Cook here. Hope you guys are having a great morning. That's when this will be released. Uh, so this is, this is a fun episode. We're excited about this one. Um, but before we jump into it, we just want to mention a couple things uh, as we've sort of grown the show, expanded to different mediums and things like that. Uh, we wanted to mention two things. So number one, Spencer has created a TikTok and is doing sort of week, well, weekly or multiple times a week. Um, actually, maybe you could explain this a little bit better. Explain your, your TikTok and what's going on with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to finally jump on the train of TikTok and I didn't know where to start. And then I had a conversation with a mutual friend of ours and it clicked because I originally wanted to do a podcast that was talking about daily film updates, like within the industry and what's happening. And, you know, this mutual friend said, Hey, why don't you do a TikTok instead? You know, make, make a, you know, one to two to three minute episode on the big things that are happening. And I was like, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do one right now. It's been one a day, but I, I bet it'll kind of simmer down to probably around four to five a week. So mm-hmm. um, I still want to do almost a daily podcast on those updates and different things happening in the film world. But yeah, check it out. So uh, I think it's, I forgot my username already, but I think it's at spennyboy23 or at spencercook23. We'll link um, it in the bio. Film, yeah, yeah. We'll put the link in the bio. So that way you'll be able to see it. But yeah, check it out. Yeah, and we're sharing those on our Instagram again. That's without a mic. Uh, so you can watch them there too, but definitely go and check out his TikToks. They're better watching them on TikTok than they are on Instagram because we have to break it up. So um the other big thing that we did, uh, we mentioned it last week. Um, we've, by the time you're listening to this, we will both have put out what we call popcorn reviews on things that we're watching independently. So the idea with a popcorn review is, you know, because we're watching different movies, different shows independent of one another, you know, we get together and we do these episodes together where we've both seen the same content. We can offer opinions on it. Um, Spencer goes to the movies more than I do. I watch more stuff like TV shows and streaming stuff. Uh, so that just gives us a way to do sort of a quick little popcorn review on content that we've seen on our own. And I, I did one on Kimmy, which is a movie that was done by Steven Spielberg. It's on HBO Max. Uh, I did that last week. And then by the time you're listening to this, Spencer will have put one out on Nightmare Alley. So uh, popcorn reviews, they're just sort of like a quick sneak peek at a movie, kind of give you an idea of our thoughts on it without spoiling it. Uh, And they'll definitely be a lot shorter and won't go as in-depth as our main reviews. And that's not to take away from the stuff we do every week. So we'll still be doing movie reviews, um, TV review, a big industry update, and then our live topic every month, uh, one a week. So just uh, something for you guys to keep an eye on and uh, let us know your thoughts. You know, if if you're liking that, if you want to see more stuff, let us know. Uh, We're definitely looking for ways to to continue to be creative and, and grow the show. Yeah. And I, I, I think, so Roger came up with the idea of these popcorn reviews and I think it's a great thing, you know, because the more we can talk about our passions, the better. And I think that kind of rolls right into today's episode, which is kind of the more serious, more vulnerable topic, which Roger and I thoroughly enjoy doing. We're very, Mm -hmm. we consider ourselves very open-minded and deep oriented individuals. And this one, you know, we kind of chatted about it a couple of weeks ago um, about doing this episode on inspiration and we'll kind of open this up and have kind of a more in-depth conversation but 
kind of more about, you know, what, what, you know, what inspires us and how do you even get inspiration? (laughs) And, you know, it's going to be different for everybody and everybody's going to find inspiration in different ways. But I think there's a mutual benefit to listening to whatever fuels people, what, what motivates them, what inspires them, what makes them happy in their, their best moments. And so I think I'm just going to pose the question to you, Roger, you know, what, what is inspiration to you, man? Like what, what does that even mean? Oh, you caught me off guard. Um, (laughs) uh, I'll, I'll shoot this one back at you in a second, but I think for me, inspiration is something that, uh, for me at least is something that I can take that's external and internalize it. Um, and then use that internal application to then project something externally. So it's, for me, it's sort of like a, I take, I process, and then I give, um, And I think that's, I think we do a lot of taking, but I think inspiration is, is best when it's reciprocated and given back out. Um, And I think it feels other people getting inspiration. So, you know, a lot of the things that I get inspiration from are are external things that then motivate me to do something else better or to create or to, to, to show love or things like that. Um, So in a brief sort of quick definition for me I guess that's sort of what it is for me is something external that then I internalize and then motivates me to externalize something whether it's an action or an emotion or thoughts or ideas what about you that first I'm just sitting on that thought because it's so intriguing to me I'm like wow I've never heard somebody explain something like that and so I'm sure, you know, myself, as well as anybody listening, they're probably thinking, man, I got to eat, I got to eat on that for a second. You know, yep. I got to like, let that simmer. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's a great point. Um, I always think back to, cause there's, there's one aspect of my life that I think too, that genuinely inspires me. And mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, just to kind of lay it out blunt before I dive into it, it's, it's kind of the aspect of doing what you want to do and being who you genuinely are rather than doing what you think you have to do and being somebody that you're trying to be for somebody else. So I watched this, this video and I I think I've mentioned it on our podcast before, but it's called unbroken and it's, it's a motivational compilation from different voices, different motivational speakers. Steve jobs is the one who opens the video and it has a bunch of different clips in it. But one of the main things that he says, uh, Steve Jobs, in this video, he says is don't don't live your life, something along the lines of don't live your life um, with dogma, you know, and Mm -hmm. I never heard of that before until I watched this video back in 2015 or so. And what dogma means is pretty much living with the results of other people's thinking. So that stuck with me. And, you know, we live in this, this era of massive social media exposure, which if, you know, and I don't know much, but if anybody knows much about social media, you know, I'd like to say that I'm one of them because it's my profession Mm -hmm. and the amount of, the amount of incredible things that you can do and accomplish and reach with social media is it's, it's, you can't describe it. Right. But the amount of comparison and toxicity and unhealthy, you know, behaviors and circumstances it's difficult, right? It's difficult mm-hmm. on relationships. It's difficult on your, your mental health. And you see things that you think are real, but in reality, they're not. And that's not just like body image, you know, which is kind of a popular one, but
but it's also relationships. It's also, you know, what people are doing with their lives. And you think that you're behind, you think you're not accomplishing enough when in reality, you know, these might be one small moment that was created for an artistic moment or whatever the case is. And so living without dogma, I think is a huge thing for all of us. And it's something that I try to do every day. It's, it's really, really hard. But if I see other people doing that, if I see other people who are genuinely themselves and you can tell that they're there themselves, that inspires me. I'm like, wow, you know, this person does not care what other people think. They're not disrespectful. They're just completely themselves. That is to me, the biggest inspiration that I have in my life is trying to be who I am authentically a hundred percent. Yeah, that's a that's a really profound explanation. And I, for me, one of my greatest inspirations is my family personally. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm married. My wife and I we just had a, a a baby. He'll be five months this week, um, and that is uh, it's hard to describe that experience. I think there's some things in life that you just can't convey unless you go through it. Um, but it reminds me of a, a guy that I knew and he, just a little quick story. He, he worked at like door to door sales. And so he was, we went to dinner one time and we were talking and he was, he was telling me how great his job was and how he was killing it. He was the top of the sales by a mile for his division. Um, and door to door sales is not my thing, <laughs> but um, I, I asked him, I was like, Oh, like, so how do you do so well at door to door sales? And, he said, you know, it's funny. They had me go stand up and talk to all the other guys there. Um, and a lot of them are like single guys that are, you know, on a summer, some like a summer break who are doing summer sales to earn money. And then they go back to school. And he said, the reason that I'm so successful is because I'm out there. I have a wife and a kid at home and that's, what's motivating me to succeed. Whereas these guys they are out there just to make money. And so I think this comes back to something we've also talked about on the podcast before, but Simon Sinek's Golden Circle, um, his book, Start With Why, if you can figure out a reason, like a motivation, an idea, like something that drives you, you have a purpose behind you, then that will motivate you to achieve and and do things more authentically and more passionately than if you're just working for a result. So for me, like almost, almost everything I do can be traced back to you know, the love that I have for my wife and, and my son and sort of the world and the opportunities I want to create for them. Um, and I think that's something that is, again, I think it's just a very raw like thing. You know, I have a family that I internalize that makes me want to be better and then I externalize it. So for me, that's probably my greatest inspiration. Um, but again, it, you know, it, like you said, it's, it's living for yourself and for like the opportunities that you can create for the people that you love as well um, in a healthy way. Cause I think that can also go wrong um, just cause you have a great relationship or a family member doesn't mean that necessarily doing what's best for them is what's best for you. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my main source of inspiration. Um, hmm. you, you know, it's funny that you, well, not funny. It's just, it's just ironic that you say that I have nine siblings and hmm. I have 17, maybe 18. I've lost track at this point. <laughs> Nieces and nephews. I have so many. And it's the number one thing they always say. You know, you, they can't explain it. They genuinely can't explain what it's like to be a parent. And, you know, it's so funny because though I have no idea what it's like to be, you know, an actual parent of a child, you know, mm-hmm. 
I grew up with <laughs> dogs my entire life. Right. And then you get your own dog and it's, you feel completely different. There's not a single similar emotion you ever felt by having your dogs growing up your entire life and then having your own dog. And so I imagine, I imagine it's similar, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's no similar emotion to your nieces and nephews, though you love them or, you know, kids, you know, your cousins or whoever it is that you genuinely love, but then you have a child of your own and it just adds that extra kind of, you know, maybe you call it inspiration, maybe you call it motivation, whatever you call mm -hmm. it, it adds that extra meaning to your life. And, um, it's, I'd listed here, the more people you add in your life, the more emotions you consider with the actions you take. And that can clutter making decisions for you and for other people. So, so, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but mm -hmm. in some ways, the more people you add, I'm a huge connective person. I love people. I think adding connections in your life is probably the most incredible and undervalued thing that you could do. But you start to care so much for other people, you know, whether it's your, your wife, your husband, your children, your friends, your coworkers, the people you meet at the gym, at the coffee shop, whoever you, you know, you get in contact with and you make this genuine relationship, you almost, you almost take a step in a dangerous direction because you're scared now to make certain decisions because you don't want to offend those people you care about. And the reason I say this is because I went through that similar situation with, you know, my, my religious circumstance. And, you know, for many people, religion probably isn't a big thing, but when you grow up in Utah or in certain religions, they are, they're, they're big parts of your life. And, you know, I added so many people around me that I cared about and it was really hard to make a decision for myself that I knew would benefit me because I knew it would hurt them. And so that's, that's what I meant by, you know, the more people you add, the more difficult it becomes with making decisions for yourself, because you, you maybe start thinking about them more than you start thinking about you. But I think that can be completely different when it's your child, or when it's your wife or your husband, you know, direct, um, I don't know, direct consequences of actions, you know, compared to relationships that don't take part in your day to day life. Right. And I think, I think you're right. As far as, you know, you can oversaturate your circle of influences. And, uh, there's a quote I heard, um, someone famous said it, but it's, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so I think that's huge. Um, I don't, I don't think inspiration is an, is a, it's an individual experience. I think it requires other, most of the time, other people, sometimes the results of what they've done or themselves, their actions. Uh, for me, you know, sort of as an artist, as a, you know, creative thinker, as someone who has these different passions, you know, most of this podcast, about 75% of it is movies, film, TV, which is creative expressions by actors, directors, you know, everyone writers all the way down to the bottom and you know that's something that we enjoy that inspires us inspired us to do this podcast in the first place and so i think you know whatever you choose to surround yourself with is going to be your main community for inspiration and if you lower your standards and if you live below your means whether that's with social pressures or you know catering to people that you know might be okay they're not even bad they're just they're fine, but they're not like great, then that will be what you, your standards are based on what's around you. So 
I found that, you know, when I surround myself with creative people, for example, like, you know, obviously doing this podcast, we interact a lot more, like we hung out before, but, you know, we interact more and interacting with you and seeing the things that you do to express yourself and, you know, inspires me. And that then I then internalize that process it and then externalize it by trying to do something that that I've been inspired to do. So I think that's a really important thing is, you know, examine your life, look at the people that are closest to you and ask yourself, you know, are they inspiring me to be better or are they inspiring me to be, or are they not inspiring me or do I, do they just make me feel comfortable with where I'm at? Um, that's something that has helped me. Yeah. It's, um, I think you're actually right on point. And you said something at the very beginning of this, this point you're making, you said, you know, I, I, I think it takes somebody else to inspire you, you know, or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I spread that out to something else because I think you're exactly right. You know, even though you find personal inspiration, whether you're talking to somebody or not, you're typically looking at a different source, whether that's saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to go on a walk to find inspiration. Well, okay. That's you saying you need that walk to find inspiration Mm -hmm. or I want to go and meditate. Okay. If that's what you want for inspiration, meditation is the medium for that inspiration. So I found that pretty profound that it actually takes someone or something as kind of this medium in order to gain that type of motivation, inspiration, that type of light that flickers in your mind. And it made me think about my day-to-day life and everybody can think about what do you do when you wake up every day, right? So you wake up, you get ready, you take a shower, whatever the case may be, but whatever you do for work, you always want to make it better, you know, whether that's construction, whether that's digital work, whether that's, you know, HR work, whatever the case is, you're constantly trying to make it better. You're not going in saying, all right, well, we can't get better than what we're doing. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. (laughs) That's, you know, that's not the case. And so I try to find inspiration for design work because I work in Photoshop and I do design work. And so what do I do? I go, to the news, I go to Pinterest, I go to, you know, dribble, I go to all these different certain, you know, these different avenues. And I look for inspiration, even though it's subconscious to me, I'm constantly looking and I think everybody is. And so it's, I think my ultimate question is, and this is a little bit open-ended, but what are we trying to find, right? Like what, you know, what are we trying to get at in trying to find inspiration? Is it a better daily life? Is it a better circumstance overall? Is it better relationships? And I do think that's individualistic, but at the same time, it's intriguing to me that we're constantly looking for something more. And what is that more heading towards? And I, I don't know. I'm curious if you have a thought on that. Yeah. I, I also had this question sort of what, to what end, you know, inspiration and then what, you know, what do you do with it? Um, And like you mentioned, this is a, an individual answer because people may have different motivations and different goals. Right. But as I was thinking about this, I think the, I think with inspiration, my, for me personally, cause that's all I can speak for. But I think for me personally, inspiration is a means for me to, I guess, grow in a certain way. Like now grow is a, is sort of like a foundation, but grow in a certain aspect. So um, we haven't talked a lot about ourselves and like kind of what we do outside of this um, a lot. But for example, Spencer's a, a photographer. So he's really into photography. That's a passion of his. 
Um, and that's a means of creation of inspiration. Like you mentioned, you go and you look for off sources, right. Of inspiration. And then you take that and you go and create art through your photography. And so for you, that inspiration that you're getting is, is specifically aimed at growing your photography abilities, your artistic expression, things like that. Um, for me, one thing that I, I do is I, I practice sleight of hand or deception art, which is um, most people understand that as magic. But uh, for me, it's, it's more about the, the craft and the, the skill to, to execute sleight of hand moves. And so for me, I look for sources of inspiration to motivate me to you know, improve and, and better express myself through that craft. So I think ultimately inspiration can't be inspiration if it doesn't lead to growth, um, because then what were you inspired to do? Nothing, right? You know, if, if you, if you experience something and, and you, and you just walk away without having internalized it or without having let it affect you or motivate you or, or inspire you, then you really didn't grow from it. And, and you might've felt a moment of excitement, like, oh, that's really cool. But if you didn't actually do anything with it, then I, I would argue that you haven't been inspired. Mm. I, for one, this one word came to my mind, as you said that, cause you, you mentioned inspiration or at least the means of inspiration lead towards growth. And if it doesn't mm -hmm. lead you towards growth then it's probably something else. And mm -hmm. the, the one word that came to my mind was routine, right? So I was thinking about my own life and it's, it's a little bit, intriguing to me that I don't normally find inspiration when I'm doing the same exact thing that I always do. It's always when I'm doing something else. So for mm -hmm. example, I work from home and I have an office and when I'm in that office, it's almost like I'm confined to the space with no inspiration. But if I step out of that office, that could be taking a shower, that could be going on a walk, that could be med meditating, that could be going to the gym. It could be a lot of different things, but anytime I step out of that routine, of where I'm at, I could literally be drinking my coffee on the patio rather than in my office. And because I'm in a different environment, I'm now, I'm now obtaining something. I'm now thinking of something that's going to enrich my daily routine or my daily life. And I find that so intriguing because we, we build these routines, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's waking up at six every day, or whether that's going to bed at 10 every day, or whether that's going to the gym or not going to the gym, we, we decide whether we want to develop a routine or not, but it's, it's also up to us. And I think we tend to forget, and this is hard, you know, when you work at jobs that confine you to one location, but we also are capable of stepping outside of the routine. We are in control of that. So if you want to go on a break, if you want to go walk, if you want to go meditate, if you want to go to the gym, that's in your control, but there are certain things holding you down. And I think that just, those things to be very blunt and simple. They're just the conveniences of life. You know, it's easier to stay at home and sit on the couch and make a cheap meal and watch Netflix. Like that's easier than going to the gym. But do you ever feel that great after doing that, you know, watching Netflix and sitting on your couch and doing nothing compared to if you did go to the gym, whereas in reality, you could go to the gym and then come back and watch Netflix and you'll probably feel even better. And so I, I think it's intriguing to me that stepping away from the routine is really what kind of adds to that growth. And the more we can do that, the better our circumstances will be. And, you know, if, if I were to offer any 
sort of tips, you are at least things that I think will really add a lot of value in regards to inspiration. I think human connection is incredibly undervalued. And I know I said that earlier already, but think about it. The amount of times you go to the store now and, and Roger and I, we, you know, we grew up, you know, in similar circumstances in the sense that if we went to the grocery store and we needed help, we would just go ask the cashier or whoever. But mm-hmm. now because of social media and social anxiety, many kids don't feel comfortable or confident enough to go ask a store associate for help. They, they, they feel like they need to find out the answer on their own because they, they worry about the approachment of going to that cashier and asking a simple question. And so mm-hmm. I think human interaction or human connection, at least genuine human connection is getting more difficult because of the conveniences of circumstances around us, but it doesn't take away from how severe and how important it is to build that human connection. Yeah, you're, you're completely right. I, I think that goes back to what I said about, you know, inspiration is not an individual experience because you, I, I could make the argument that all inspiration is a product of a human connection, whether direct or indirect. You know, if someone creates a great work of art and then you see it, they had to create it for you to see it. So that's a connection, right? Even though you never met the person. Um, if someone creates a business, you know, you mentioned Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs created Apple and we all use his products every day. You know, that's not something that requires us to meet him, but it's something that we benefit from and, and that we've connected over. So I think kind of to your point, you know, you have to involve a human element there. You can't experience inspiration individually and without having access to some other human, whether directly or indirectly. Um, and, and also as far as uh, sort of what you said too about the, like your routines and things like that, there's, there's certain things that you have to automate in your life, right? Like you, you obviously have to have some baseline, right? Um, of course. Otherwise, otherwise you're, you know, what a, an aspiring actor, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, maybe your life's a little, little hectic, but um, I think, I think that we have a certain bandwidth that we can use to create, you know, it would be exhausting if you woke up every day and had to create every day from scratch, right? If you had no routine, it would obviously be, be very difficult to, get up and make something out of nothing, you know, routines keep us grounded, but I think it's important to, a lot of people are, are, are content to watch Netflix and sit at home, you know, after work and, and enjoy a cheap meal to your point. Um, and a lot of people are, are content to go to the gym every day, but going to the gym every day can become a routine, just like mm-hmm. watching a cheap meal, watching Netflix and a cheap meal can be. And so I think for those for those people, this podcast isn't really for people who, you know, or this episode, I guess, isn't really for people who are happy with where they're at. You know, in, inspiration comes because you're seeking growth, which is uncomfortable. Growth is a struggle. You know, nothing, nothing happens if you don't struggle and grow and work towards something. Um, so I think inspiration is something that, like I said, if you just see something and you're like, that's cool. And you move on, then you never grew or put forth any effort, which means that you weren't inspired in my opinion. Um, and so I think that's, that's a crucial element is taking inspiration and internalizing. It requires you to act, you know, and, and whatever that motivates you to do, it doesn't mean that if you see art, you have to make art. Maybe you see art and you wake up in the morning. You're like, I'm going to be a better person by 
you know, being nicer to people. I don't know, but whatever it is, like that's up for, that's for you to figure out. But I just think that you can't be inspired if it doesn't motivate you to actually do something or change. Um, that's yeah. just my, no, my I, thoughts on it. You said something that I completely resonate with toward, you know, towards the end of that. And it was, um, it's almost like the aspect of balance, right? So if you, mm -hmm. if you see Bob Ross painting, you're not going to be Bob Ross, you know, just by watching him paint mm -hmm. you actually, to your point as well, when it came to, Hey, routine is a good grounding, a good, you know, foundation. It's the same aspect of saying, Hey, if I'm going to watch Bob Ross, I'm, I'm probably going to, you know, revert the inspiration. If I, if I put the pressure on myself to become Bob Ross quickly, and this right. is the same thing with the gym, right? Because you made a great point. By no means am I saying, hey, if you're going home and watching Netflix, that's a bad thing. Because, right. going, because if you say, hey, I'm out of shape and I want to go to the gym, and, that, and I'm saying this out of personal experience because this has happened to me. I've gone to the gym before because I was very dissatisfied with my physical you know, appearance. And I'd work so hard that it did the opposite result because then I burned out and then I, and then I ate worse. And then I, I went out and exercised less, whether that's even going on walks or being outside or being active. And it was because I, I wanted something else so bad when it really came down to balance. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've incorporated in my life with some things and other things I have plenty of work to do as we all do. But if you can balance out that inspiration, right? If you see Bob Ross painting and you really admire it, how about you take, you know, a course on, you know, how much paint is too much paint and, you know, what brushes do you use and, you know, really start small and try to figure out how to ground yourself with that inspiration rather than saying, I need to go from point A to point B as quick as possible. And that's the generation we live in. Instant gratification is, is causing a lot of issues, you know, and I want, this is a little exercise for everybody and I want them to do it is if you go on your phone and you go to Safari or you go to the internet and you type in something, if it takes it more than three seconds, you're going to have a little bit of anxiety in your mind because it's not coming quick enough. The website's not popping up. And that's the problem that we've created for ourselves is this instant gratification. If we're not getting things quick enough, then we see it as a problem where in reality, 15 years ago, we had dial up computers and nobody cared. <laughs> they said, cool, I'll wait 10 minutes for my map to print out so I can go on a road trip. You know, right. nobody had <laughs> GPSs at that point. And so I found that extremely profound that you said, Hey, you know, at the same time, be grounded with what inspires you, because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, we're all amateurs at so many things and right. there are pros at certain things. You know, I have no idea how to do what Roger does and Roger has no idea how to do what I do, you know, and that's Absolutely. the same for everybody else. I have no idea how to live anybody else's life, but I can find inspiration from those aspects and maybe build on my own life with what you do best. And so um, that, that was just kind of a quick thought I had, but one thing that came to my mind as well, which I think is the most crucial part of my inspiration is having open-ended conversations with people who have opposing opinions. I think that will excel you in so many ways with relationships, with your knowledge, with kind of just your open judgment. Because if you can have an open conversation with somebody who completely disagrees with you and you guys can build a great, healthy relationship off of that, there's not many things that beat that in my opinion. So 
Okay. You can find ways, you know, whether that's, you know, with politics or religion or the way you view relationships or the way you view success or whatever the case is, find people who are open enough to have a conversation with you that disagree and see how you feel afterwards and see how that relationship builds. Yeah. One thing that I, I was also thinking about with inspiration is sort of the main, we talked sort of about our experiences with sources of inspiration, you know, what we look for, but um, there you can, you can find inspiration in everything. That's something that I sort of came to a conclusion. It's, it's a mindset. I think, you know, if you're, if you're looking to improve and if you're looking to grow, then you can find inspiration and in whether you're coding, whether you're an artist, whether you're in business, you know, whether you're a scientist, like all these things are mediums through which you can find inspiration. And so, you know, just thinking about my personal experiences, uh, I, I have a lot of different hobbies and things that I'm interested in, but um, I've I've had experiences where I've gotten inspiration from something that's completely unrelated and inspires me in, a, in another area of my life. So I think a big, a big component is if you have that mindset, if you're, if you are striving for those goals, again, I think you have to have goals. I think you have to be willing to work for it. I think you have to be willing to struggle for it, to grow and, and create or improve or whatever it might be. Um, those are, sort of prerequisites but then once you once you're there and you're on that path you can find inspiration in all aspects of your life that will benefit you in all other aspects of your life potentially um so i mean i think when i first think of inspiration my first thought is oh like art you know or music like actual like artists making stuff that's sort of my first thought but then when i think about it more i'm not looking at art a lot and i'm not i mean i listen to music probably a fair decent amount as much as everyone else does but i'm not always listening to music and so if you limit yourself to just actual art you know you're, you're shutting out a lot of opportunities you can get inspiration from some from how someone acts or from you know something you read or from you know a way that someone handles a situation just how someone carries themselves so there's just so many opportunities to take inspiration away from all aspects of your life and apply it to yourself in a way that allows you to grow yeah. And, you know, if I, I only have a couple things I had left on my kind of on my mind in regards to mm -hmm. this topic, but one of them, and you kind of mentioned this, you know, where it, if you want to get to where you ultimately want to be, it does take sacrifice. And I remember hearing this growing up, it always rubbed me the wrong way. Like I always, I always felt extremely intimidated by that saying, where I was like, Hey, if you want to be successful, it takes sacrifice. It takes the extra hours, the hard work, all this stuff. And I was like, man, but I'm already working eight hours a day. Like, and I already hate what I do. Why do I have to do more? You know? So like, I, I remember feeling so intimidated, but when people say that and people are in great positions, whether it's a financial position or whether it's of time, freedom of any kind, they're not saying that you have to sacrifice more in your worst state, right? So like if you're miserable at work, they're not saying mm -hmm. you have to work harder at a job you absolutely hate. Like that's not what they're saying at all. They're just saying you might have to find those gaps of vulnerability throughout your life and say, hey, I'm going to leave this kind of safe position, you know, because I, I really need to do something else and I need to find a position that's going to lead me to that. And this isn't it. Whereas I felt like when I was growing up, 
and I was, you know, in positions that I didn't enjoy as much, but I would hear that. And people would say, you have to sacrifice more time and work harder. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta do more of this. Like I gotta add more hours of work to what I'm doing. When in reality, I think what they meant is you have to find an opportunity in your life to actually get where you want to be. And if you're not on that path, you're in control of that. And that takes sacrifice. And so that could be more hours at a specific job. That could be leaving a specific job. That could be doing stuff that you're genuinely passionate passionate about after your work, which is kind of exactly what Roger and I are doing right now. You know, we, we have our busy days. Roger's a dad. He's exceptionally busy. And we have our busy days. And then we say, hey, you know, we're passionate about this thing. Let's do this. And we do it on a, you know, Monday night. And that is quote unquote sacrifice, right? Because we love what we do with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to kind of expand on that because that's something that I always found intimidating and I'm sure other people do. And if you do feel intimidated, just understand that the sacrifice really is something that takes you from where you're currently at to where you genuinely want to be. It's not, it's not to derail you or make you feel like you're going backwards or anything like that, but it's, it's to get you where you want to be. Yeah. And I, the, you said the word busy and, and one thing, my brother-in-law, he he stopped using the word busy because he's in his words, he said it was an excuse. You know, Mm -hmm. if you say I'm too busy, uh, he said, what you really mean is it's not a priority. And so I think, I think to your point, you know, if you do have, if you do have a lot of things going on in your life, you can still prioritize um, utilizing inspiration and growing, you know, it, it's a decision, right? You can come home and you can do what you always do, or you can unplug and, you know, not to, like you said, it, it may not mean working harder at a job, um, but we all, almost everyone, right, works, you sleep. And then if you break it up almost evenly, you probably have about eight hours of work, about eight hours of sleep, and then eight hours of what? And that's where you need to prioritize. If you're content to come home and watch TV and, and sit on your phone and, uh, and unplug, you know, that's fine, but that's probably not inspiring you. That's probably not helping you grow. But if you come home and you say, okay, I'm going to watch seven hours of TV and spend one hour, you know, drawing or making music or, or going on a walk or going to the, just change it up, you know, whatever it is, like try something new and then eat away at it. Maybe it's two hours, you know, the next week or the next month, and then sort of see where that leads you. You know, like you said, it doesn't have to be a profound heroic effort. You know, you can start with simple things and just, you know, for me, it's, it's interesting because. I look back as, as when I was a kid and a lot of the things that I love doing now are the same things that I loved when I was a kid. You know, you, you sort of grow up and there's these expectations that society puts on you. Like you have to have a good job. You have to make this much money. You have to get a house and a car and, you know, be successful, whatever that means. Um, But these are all just like ideals that have been like established by society and not that those aren't good things and that there's not value in those, but at the same time, it's like, you know, most of the stuff that I enjoy doing and that inspires me is, is, you know, basically playing, you know, like playing and spending time with your friends or your family, you know, that's what we all grew up as kids doing. You know, we'd play with our friends, we'd play with our siblings, we'd play with our family um, and whatever play was for you, whether it was like make believe, or if you loved watching movies or art or, or music or sports or whatever it is, you know, those are mostly what I see people enjoying now as adults are very similar to what we enjoyed as kids. 
Yeah, I completely agree, man. I mean, I love basketball and I've loved it ever since I was a kid. And you yeah, know, I'm sure you love board games as a kid. I'm sure you love mm -hmm. playing with cards as a kid. Um, the, my last, my last thing that I was thinking about was on Sunday, I had a meeting and by the way, I don't normally have meetings on Sunday. So don't take that <laughs> as like, Hey, Spencer is doing more, <laughs> but I had this meeting cause I have a client of mine whose daughter wants to get into videography. So she's like, Hey, can you share any tips and tricks that has worked for you? I was like, yeah, of course. And the one thing that came to my mind in having this conversation with Kobe is I was, you know, I was thinking, um, I was like, everybody is on social media one way or another, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Instagram, whether you're on TikTok, Snapchat, Pinterest, YouTube, you name it. And it could be mm -hmm. all of those combined, or it could be one of those. But the, the fact of the matter is we're constantly viewing, right? And we, we think to ourselves, that person is doing more with their life, whatever content you're watching. And I was, I was telling her, I was saying, Hey, the reality of the situation is we are all incredibly unique to the point that we could never comprehend. We just see the people who take time to actually share what they're passionate about. So right. we took time, which is what we're doing right now to mm -hmm. just share what we like doing. I mean, it might not be great. It might be great, whatever the case is, but if you share who you are, rather than share maybe a photo that you're staring at for an hour, hoping that it looks good enough to share on social media. I think, I think your satisfaction might start changing and your inspirations and the way you view a quote unquote busy day or the way you view the sacrifices you're making, because the more you share about who you want to be, the more you're going to find satisfaction compared to you sharing what you think others want you to share. And I think that's a huge you know, note for myself, as well as for anybody who's struggling with, I don't know what to, you know, do, or I don't know what to invest in, or I don't know how to express my passions, share who you are. And I think the rest will fall in place. Um, Gary V said something just to wrap up my point. Um, if you don't know Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's extremely expressive, awesome to listen to. He's a great motivator. Um, he says multiple times, you never have to convince anyone of anything. So whether you're in sales, whether it's a passion project, he's like the, the, the sales quote unquote sales comes from just you being genuine and passionate about something. It's not you trying to convince or scheme somebody into something. If you like something and you enjoy talking about it, you enjoy doing it, you enjoy practicing it. It's going to showcase itself and you don't have to convince any of any one of that. So that was the last thing I wanted to mention. Oh yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, I think you're absolutely right as far as the, you know, talking about sharing your passions and, and things like that. It doesn't, again, it doesn't have to, you don't have to go out and create a Mona Lisa or paint a Picasso or create an iPhone to be expressive and be creative. And it's, I think what honestly scares, at least scared me the most was like, you know, if you, if you check our podcast and we have these dates, like, our first two episodes came out early last year and then we took a break because of, you know, I don't, I don't know why you took a break for me. It was just, I got busy. I made excuses. Um, it took work. It took effort, you know, and, and in the back of my mind, there's a little bit of, you know, it, it's, you have to be vulnerable. You know, we, we put our opinions out there for the world to hear, you know, you know, it's not like we're, breaking ground as, you know, a number one podcast or anything, but, you know, it's still like if we record ourselves and we put it out there, it exposes us to people 
Um, mm-hmm. And we're talking about our thoughts, our feelings, our experiences, which opens us up to criticism, right? And I think that's what, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid that, oh, if I, if I express myself, if I open too much, you know, someone might hurt my feelings or someone might be critical. And I don't like that. And no one does, right? Um, but that's also the risk you take, right? You know, the flip side is maybe you inspire someone and maybe you connect with someone, like you said. Um, uh, my, my wife and, and a friend of ours, they want to start doing a podcast, um, which I think is awesome, you know? And so, and I don't know if that was from listening to us or if they just came up with that idea on their own. I haven't asked what the reason was, but, you know, it's fun to see like my wife, you know, she's talking about ideas and, and there are things that she's really passionate about and things she has great experience with and great perspective on. And so I think just seeing like, I, like I know I enjoy doing this podcast, but seeing someone else sort of find joy in the same thing, but for completely different reasons um, is something that's sort of like, it's just fulfilling, right? And I couldn't get that experience from, you know, watching TV or sitting on my phone. You know, it's something that I have to, that has, again, you have to go out, you have to do it. You know, you look for inspiration. What am I passionate about? And then you go out and you make something happen based off of that. Um, yeah. That's, and, you know, and let's, let's be real with each other here, right? Because you talked about vulnerability. I still, you know, I still take photos and, you know, look at it and say, man, it, does it look good enough? You know, does it, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not part of the opposition on that. Like I'm, I'm still in that same boat. I worry about mm-hmm. what other people think and I'm working on that just like everybody is trying to work on that because we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to be in our own confidence. We're trying to develop our own comfort with what we do and what we're passionate about. But there's always going to be this thought process of, man, you know, do they like it? Is it good content? Does it look good? You know, was the caption right? Whatever the case is. And that's okay because that's human. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think the reason why we mentioned what we did in regards to, you know, not having to prove anything to anybody is because that's the ultimate goal, right? That's like the end game is trying to get there. And we've said this over and over and we'll continue to say over and over we make these podcasts for us because we yeah. need this just as much as anybody does. And so it's not like we're getting on here saying, we know what inspiration is and you listen because we know it. You know, that's not we the don't. case. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, we'll put that in the header, by the way, spoilers. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's the, that's the reason why I find joy with doing these podcasts is because it gives me satisfaction understanding a, you know, I'm, I'm breaking boundaries with my own kind of comfort levels and my comfort zone. But yeah. I'm also, I'm also learning a lot. You know, I learn a ton from Roger and I learn a ton from what, you know, our guests bring to the table. And I learn Absolutely. a lot from what people have reached out to me with their own thoughts that don't comment on our podcast, social media page, or don't comment on anything, but they just reach out to me in regards to it. I learned so much from that, that it's entirely satisfying in itself. So just, you know, if you can think of Shia LaBeouf and his hand, you know, just do it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the mindset you got to have and the visual in your, in your head. But I, I love what I'm, lo- I'm loving this podcast and I'm sure that, you know, everybody has something out there like Roger's wife, you know, we have a mutual friend who, um, you know, his wife also wants to do a podcast. The more you do it, you'll never regret. You, you'll never regret starting something. It's if you don't do it that you might actually have those regrets kick in. Yeah, and honestly, you know, just to echo what you said, you know, we we absolutely don't know 
everything. And these are just our opinions, right? We watch movies and film and TV and we give you our opinions on it. It's not right or wrong. It's just an opinion. And, you know, this is, this is an opportunity for us to discuss topics that are more personal, right? That we have opinions on. And, and as far as, you know, it's the same thing for me, you know, we have these podcasts and I'm thinking about, you know, sort of these ideas throughout the week, you know, we bring on these guests and we talk to them and get their perspectives. And, and we talk, I, we both talk to people outside of the podcast that aren't guests and, and their experiences. And so that, that inspires me to keep doing this. And, you know, I genuinely look forward to these. Um, I, I, I was going to ask you if you have, I know you mentioned the, the video that you really like um, as sort of a thing that you keep coming back to, but do you have anything else that you wanted to share as like a, like a go-to quote or, or some like a video, maybe like a Ted talk, I don't know, whatever it might be. Is there anything that sticks out to you? Cause I had something, but I just wanted to see if there's anything that sort of, this is your go-to, like you go back to it all the time. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I'm not a big reader. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I actually think Roger gave me that Simon Sinek book back in like 2015 or 2016 or 2017. So that, you know, that in itself was inspiring to me, but, um, I did read a book that I, I remember when I was reading it, I was single, I was taking, I would, I would go to the Capitol here in Salt Lake city and I'd sit there and read this book and just be in my own element. And I would take notes on my phone. Um, it's called the alchemist. And so it has, it has nothing to do with how to make a ton of money or how to do, you know, it just, it, it's all about your, the psychology of, of what you're doing and the fulfillment of your own life. And it, it taught me more than I could have imagined. And, and then, so I'd highly recommend it. It's not a long book by any means. It's long for me because I don't read, but for everybody else, it's not a long book. It's probably a fourth of any Harry Potter book. Um, and that book taught me a lot as long, as well as another book that I read back in, I believe it was also 2016, but um, how to make friends and influence people. Um, those are my top two books of all time because I'm a huge, I'm a huge people person. I love people mm -hmm. and I love connection and I love talking to people and having thorough, genuine, deep conversations. And that doesn't mean they have to always be super serious. It doesn't mean that they have to be, be, you know, bland by any means. It just means that you can comprehend how to have a conversation that makes you think and it makes you, you know, feel open-minded. So the alchemist and how to make friends and influence people are two books. And then I don't listen to a lot of like motivational speakers, but during the moments that I have listened to Gary Vee and his perspective on kindness and the strength of kindness, and also his perspective on you're never late. I like that a lot. So if you're feeling behind, if you're feeling like you're too kind, or if you're feeling like you're getting taken advantage of, he has quite a few uh, good uh, videos in regards to those topics. So I would highly recommend those. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. Um, maybe we can put the links to, to all this stuff in the, the description of this podcast. So if you want to check out any of the stuff, you have a quick link to it. Um, as far as for me, sort of what inspires me, number one, I, I've mentioned this before. Um, I'm a huge fan of reading. Uh, most of my reading these days is on audiobooks because I can listen to and from work or while I'm doing other things. Um, but I love to read. Um, I, I grew up reading like Agatha Christie mysteries, which is, you know, uh, Spencer did a review recently of death on the Nile on his blog. Um, that's, that's a story written by Agatha Christie. And so I really loved reading mystery books. And then I, I discovered, you know, books on business and self-help and all this fun stuff. 
Um, but, but the best story and the best book I've ever read is called The Stormlight Archive, and it's by Brandon Sanderson. And it's the greatest, most inspiring story I've ever read. Um, it's the opposite of the book Spencer mentioned. It's very long. Um, there's four books out right now out of 10, and um, they're massive. But, but the reason why they inspire me is because they give these characters that deal with realistic um, real life issues and they're not portrayed in in ways that are like over dramatic but it's it's real and sort of the things that they go through and sort of the realizations they have can relate to anyone um it's a huge investment of time the audiobooks are like 45 hours long each book but if you have the time and you're willing to take that leap i promise you it is completely worth the time and investment if i could make this you know easier to condense and 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 process for for people i would but it's it's just got so much goodness in it that it's it's uh it has to be that long um the other one is there's a there's a specific quote that i love that i always go back to um and i remember when i read this i don't remember how long ago it was but it, it must have been at least seven years ago something like that um and it's a little bit long so bear with me but i think it's it's very profound it has a lot of different things going on in it but when I, whenever I feel like I'm, I'm not as grounded as I need to be, I come back to this quote. So if you'll bear with me, it is, it's called be brave. So it says, be brave. Even if you're not pretend to be, no one can tell the difference. Don't allow the phone to interrupt important moments. It's there for your convenience, not the callers. Don't be afraid to go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. Don't burn bridges. You'll be surprised how many times you have to cross the same river. Don't forget a person's greatest emotional need is to feel appreciated. Don't major in minor things. Don't say you don't have enough time. You have exactly the same number of hours per day that were given to Pastor, Michelangelo, Mother Teresa, Helen Keller, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, and Albert Einstein. Don't spread yourself too thin. Learn to say no politely and quickly. Don't use time or words carelessly. Neither can be retrieved. Don't waste time grieving over past mistakes. Learn from them and move on. Every person needs to have their moment in the sun when they raise their arms in victory, knowing that on this day, at this hour, they were at their very best. Get your priorities straight. No one ever said on his deathbed, gee, if only I'd spent more time at the office. Give people a second chance, but not a third. Judge your success by the degree that you're enjoying peace, health, and love. Learn to listen. Opportunity sometimes knocks very softly. Leave everything a little better than you found it. Live your life as an exclamation, not an explanation. Loosen up, relax. Except for rare life and death matters, nothing is as important as it first seems. Never cut what can be untied. Never overestimate your power to change others. Never underestimate your power to change yourself. Remember that overnight success usually takes about 15 years. Remember that winners do what losers don't want to do. Seek opportunity, not security. A boat in harbor is safe, but in time its bottom will rot out. Spend less time worrying about who's right, more time deciding what's right. Stop blaming others. Take responsibility for every area of your life. Success is getting what you want. Happiness is liking what you get. The importance of winning is not what we get from it, but what we become because of it. When facing a difficult task, ask as though, act as though it's impossible to fail by Jackson Brown Jr. So there's a lot going on in that, but I think it, it sums up everything. I, there's always something in my life when I read this, I'm like, yeah, I need to do that more. Um, so this is sort of my go-to, like 
you know, quote, it's pretty long, but I, like I said, I think it encompasses a lot of things in life. And every time I read it, I, I can find at least a couple of things. That I'm like, yeah, I really need to work on that. Um, so I just wanted to share that because it, it's one of the things that inspires me consistently. That's a dude. That's a brilliant quote, man. And I, I've, it's funny. I've heard pieces of that, but I've never heard the whole thing, but that is, if, if you want something that's going to make you think about any, any circumstance, you know, you name it, you think about any circumstance in your life, that quote nails it right on the head. So that, you know, this was a great conversation and I appreciate mm-hmm. your, your input and I appreciate, you know, you sharing with everyone what inspires you and what you see as inspiration and what you do after inspiration. You know, once again, we want to know what inspires you, you know, mm-hmm. what inspires you know, what, what is inspiration to you? How do you find it? What do you do with it? Because it's going to be different for everybody. And this is a conversation that we don't take lightly. We take exceptionally serious and we, we ponder it. You know, I know if I could probably speak for Roger, anytime that I get a, a text message, a direct message, a voicemail, a call, anytime I can have any type of input from somebody else, I really sit on it and I think about it. And I really think, how can I apply this to my life and make this beneficial for what I'm doing? So thank you um, for sharing your thoughts, Roger. Um, I appreciate this conversation more than you realize. And thank you to everybody for listening. Um, So stay in touch. We will be sharing this one um, soon. You'll actually, yeah, you'll you'll be hearing this um, very soon. So yeah, and uh, thank you again as well for sharing your thoughts and, and, you know, being vulnerable. Um, Again, we don't have the answers, but these are our experiences. and, And hopefully, you know, you can take something from what we've said and, and give something back, right? Uh, whether it's a comment or a message, you know, let us know, you know, we talk about movies and things like that and ask your opinions on them. And, uh, but this one is, is more intimate. I think, you know, sharing what inspires you and, and maybe some of the things that you've done to, you know, to inspire others uh, are things that we genuinely want to hear. So um, please feel free to reach out and share that with us, you know, whether it be public or private, you know, we, we appreciate any, any, you know, thoughts that you would have as well. Uh, this episode will be uh, live um, Wednesday at six as usual. And uh, you'll look forward to seeing some popcorn reviews. Um, over the next couple of weeks, you can expect to see a review of the Batman coming out. Um, so that will probably be in two weeks. And then we will, we'll figure out what to do next week. But uh, it'll uh, be our industry update. It'll be our big industry update. Right. Yeah. So we'll do industry updates and then we'll do the Batman. So make sure you get a chance to watch the Batman. I know it's a highly anticipated movie. Um, it comes out not this weekend, but next weekend. Um, so we'll have some spoiler filled thoughts on the Batman the week after that. So thank you again for listening, everyone. Have a great night and we will see you next time. Thank you.